like <laughs> I feel like a pilot that just got picked up and it's like wow we can just uh go to the next episode which is super exciting but welcome back to big fish sink or swim I'm Maya I'm Carmen and this is the space where we talk about a lot of the issues that plague black women. Our slogan is taboos don't exist here, but black women do. So any type of dilemma that black women encounter in order to get to the next levels of themselves, we talk about here. And today I'm super nervous about this episode because if really? you know me, yes, if you know me, you know, I hate vulnerability. You know, I hate talking about who I'm messing with on a public like level. Like y'all won't know. Y'all don't know names of anybody that I have engaged with on a relationship. No, literally. Y'all don't know photos of anybody that I have engaged with. on. You are the most like minding my business, just minding (laughs) my business. Like you are like, so my business is my business. And I'm yes that way. Yes. And I'll talk about myself all day. Like if you scroll through my Twitter, the information that is on my Twitter pertains to me. um, But I do not talk about my relationship. So I guess y'all can already guess what we're going to be talking about today. Today's episode is called Soul Ties. And we'll be talking about monogamy, love, relationships, open (laughs) relationships, and all that fun stuff. And everything in between. And everything in between. Because just because you're not in a relationship or not monogamous doesn't mean you automatically are in an open relationship. There's some stuff in between there. And we'll be talking about it all. But before we get into the real topic of today, we'll jump into our sink or swim segment. Carmen. All right. So sink or swim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's try that again. Okay. So sink or swim is our segment where we do hot takes. Um, and we have a few good ones, I feel like, for today. So let's just roll them off. So the Academy is changing their like diversity quota. So in order to be nominated, I believe, for like an Oscar or an, a- an Academy Award, you have to have a person of color. Um, they have to be either a lead on screen or they have to be like some type of executive behind the scenes. It's like affirmative action for the Academy. But in order for you to get an award, you have to meet some diversity quota. Like you can't have an, like, I don't think an all white cast will win an award anymore, an Academy Award anymore. And this is for the Oscars. Um, It's for the the Academy. Academy. I don't know which one is that. (laughs) I just know the Academy. It could be the Oscars. I don't, the gold man. Y'all know. Y'all know what I'm trying to say, but they have changed their depth. Um, the Academy is the Oscars. Someone is definitely the Oscars. And a lot of people have mixed feelings about it because they feel like when you do that, you're going to have these people who they the, basically white men, the executives making the decisions that, OK, we're going to hire our heavy hitters for the lead and all of our diversity to meet our quota is going to be secondary roles just so we can be um, nominated for an Academy Award. Mm. Um, this is not, I was listening to a Viola Davis, Viola Davis clip. And she was saying, I want people to see me as a great actress, regardless of the, the rules right. that you have to follow for an Academy. And I found that take really interesting because now it's like, okay, well we have to, who, who are we going to get to play this role or who are we going to get to be producer, executive producer on this? It's not as far as like, I want to work with a black producer or I want a black lead for this role. It's more of like, okay, we have to do this. You know, like the change is very, 
forced. Um, which I guess there's, I mean, it's good and bad. So like, you're going to have, you're going to be forced to include us, but I, I do see this, the points of both sides. Like you should see us regardless of whatever this writer is, whatever the, the change, the forces. So I have a clarifying question. Cause I didn't hear about this. This is my first time hearing about this. Okay. The Academy is putting on this quota for actors as well or just people behind the scene so like directors oh oh. yeah so for a show before before a movie to be Mm -hmm. considered in a category it must meet the quota to meet to be best to be best movie of like all time whatever you know the title best movie of all time you have to meet that is so interesting yeah you have to meet that like standard I don't know how I feel about that. This is my first yeah. time hearing about this. It's a lot to take in. I mean, there are a lot of... I see I see what Viola Davis is saying. Like, you shouldn't have to have... You should not have had to implement this quota for me to be seen as, a like, doing quality work. Right. I totally agree with that. Um, and I think her point is valid. But I'm also thinking about the amount of talented folks that we know that don't get the same recognition as like people like Viola Davis and right. Octavia Spencer and like Michael B. Jordan that are still black famous that should be famous. Um, so is this an opportunity for them to get their just due and get the work that they deserve? I see both sides of the fence here. I did not know that this was happening. Yeah, it's a thing. We're really about to be quarantined for another year. <laughs> like, at least until 2021. Why do you and say that? And at this point, that's what, uh, what's his name? Fal- Falcauchi? Fauci? You know the guy. Y'all know mm-hmm. the guy. Um, he has he announced this week that, like, as far as returning back to what we know was the world, won't happen until at least the end of 2021. He just announced that. Um, honestly, at this point, I don't care, y'all. I don't even, at this point, it's like, I don't even remember what life was like going I was out. out of yeah. I, what is life? What is life before this? I see videos, like when my snap story gives me memories. And I'm like, wow, to be around that many people <laughs> is kind of like triggering now. Yeah. Did they have Corona when I was out? Like, oh my gosh, I can't. Even you know, what? as a person who has lost a lot of people to Corona, um, I need people to do what we're supposed to be doing during this time um, out of respect for the people that we have lost. And when we were bullshitting before, but also because if you want to go outside anytime soon, please follow the rules. Like, please. <laughs> I no, promise. literally. Like just put the mask on. Imagine if we could like do another complete shutdown, like the phase one. I don't think we'd have as many fires in California and like, all this climate stuff that's happening, if we would have stayed in the house from like March until now, like the whole like phase one, like big shutdown. I mean, sis just had to have that gender reveal and shut California no, down. Literally. <laughs> Stay in the house, ma'am. If you stayed in the house, this wouldn't have happened. Literally. Oh God. Yeah, no, it's, and I think we have to uh, like prepare for winter to be worse. Cause winter is sick season, flu season. Like, right. Can, I'll be can you get both? Can you get the flu and COVID? That'd be wild. How wild is that? Like, what? that would I'm be, laughing, but that's actually you know how tragic. pissed that would be, you know how bad your luck gotta be 
That you got the flu and COVID? Can they work simultaneously? Or is this just a different strand? I don't know. Ooh, child. Yeah, so I need people to potentially prepare. Like, winter's going to be worse. So I need all of us to get our, like, mental health tips together. Oh, yeah. Um, Our routines ready. Because at least now, like, we're like, we can go to the park. and Right. Like, rest there and, like, go outside there safely. You're going to go to the park in New York brick-ass winter? (laughs) You're going to go to Central Park and just sit there? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, winter, and I'm already depressed during winter. Let's not forget, like, seasonal depression. (laughs) Like, I've been in winter, like, crying with the heat on high, like, for no reason. So, be prepared, y'all. Get y'all stuff together. It's going to be a COVID winter. Travis Scott and this McDonald's thing. (laughs) I think on a like, my whole marketing, social media, like, that type of thing. That type of brain is like, wow, what a great move. Of course. Just what a great collaboration, all of all of the above. But my like real, not real, my like social conscious, very socialist type of mind is like, you could have done a deal to really like help food. Yeah. You could have done like <laughs> food deserts or like opened up an affordable Whole Foods and like the hoods or like something a little more helpful like me getting another big mac i don't need that <laughs> like but what i do need is like free produce or right um discounted whole foods because i love whole foods i love um trader joe's i just need them to be a little more you know readily available to my pockets <laughs> readily available to this bank account so um yeah yes yeah, so i actually didn't even know that that was happening until it came out i i I'm going to preface by saying I'm going to sound like a Travis Scott hater, but I am not. I just don't get the Travis Scott hype at all. Gotcha. Like I think his songs slap, but calling him, because I've heard this, the greatest entertainer of all time or of our time is really confusing to me. But I've also never seen him in concert. He could very well be Michael Jackson. Really doubt it. Michael Jackson. Um, I'm just saying. Um, with that said, I know that his following is insane. When he came out with that stupid ass Reese's Puffs <laughs> box, <laughs> it was fifty dollars, and yes. people was buying it. People were really buying it because and if you go online, fans. people are reselling it for three hundred. Yes, a whole stack. same with the McDonald's posters. Like, come on! Like the thing about it is, and somebody pointed this out, and I was like, "You're right." He's not creating a new product, and people are spending wild money. Like he's not, he didn't create a different Reese's Puff flavor. He just created a new box. Like he's not creating a new McDonald's meal. It's a quarter pounder, but cheese and fries. fries, Yeah. (laughs) Like I don't understand why people are breaking their pockets for this man. Not necessarily for McDonald's because the meal is $6, but I don't understand the hype behind him. But every one of his brand partnership deals be popping. Blows up. Yes. I don't know who his team is. They doing the damn thing. That I will say. Um, do you have a point about really nigga McDonald's? Absolutely. <laughs> the last thing we need is another McDonald's. Literally. There's a McDonald's on every corner. If there's not one thing that you'll find when you it's go a to McDonald's. a different country and you hungry, you will find yourselves a McDonald's. Yes. Absolutely. We don't need like it just is something that we don't need. But shout out to Travis Scott. People are gonna buy the meal. Yeah. I'm not. I haven't 
also who eats McDonald's? McDonald's. I was gonna say that. My twenty-four going on twenty-five-year-old body busting down a freaking double quarter pounder with cheese with mac sauce and the thing is from McDonald's though. Like I'm saying from McDonald's. Step your game up, y'all. Go to Five Guys. Yes, (laughs) please. Anything, anything Anything else but McDonald's. But he gonna get that coin. Shout out to Travis Scott. Uh, It is confirmed. That Kamala and Biden are a thing. They're a couple. <laughs> They're a thing. They're a couple. Y'all go they together. Are. They go together. They go on steady. Um, it is official that she is his running VP. Carmen, any thoughts? <laughs> this, this, this is the point where you just put in crickets. <laughs> so here's okay. Oh, uh, like so many things run through my mind. Okay, I guess like. Question mark, yay for black women? Question mark, question mark, question mark? I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's like we're voting for a black woman who put other black women in jail for just trying to put their kids in school. Um, also, million, not millions, probably millions, I don't know, at least hundreds of black men and women for weed charges, which is a hoax. Mm. Um, yeah. I just she believes in the she believes in the prison system, she believes in the law system, and that just doesn't align with my politics. So that's one thing that runs through my mind where it's like vote for Kamala. It's like right. I'm voting for someone who believes in this, who believes in funding the police, who believes right. in funding uh, prisons, who believes in putting people in jail who are absolutely no threat to society whatsoever. Right. Then you have Biden who's been openly racist, openly um problematic. Uh, even said that we're dumb. Black people are dumb if we don't vote for him. Or you're not black if you don't vote for him. I mean, he's just taking us for granted. And at the end of the day, I can't do anything but to vote for him. So right. that's how I feel. It's just like straight out of options. <laughs> straight out of options. <laughs> I That needs to be a shirt, by the way. Um, I'm sure it is. Already. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm sure it is. That is a great shirt for the past two elections. Um, I had a conversation with somebody that I work with last night and it was not in a work setting. It was in a non-business setting. We were hanging out as friends, I guess. Um, and he asked me, I guess he's been meaning to ask me why I'm not voting this election. Um, and I don't think I made my points. Did I articulate them as well as I wanted to? I don't think I did. Because one, I was talking to Mary Jane that day. Um, Me and Mary Jane had a lot of conversations that day. And we actually just spoke before that conversation. (laughs) Um, Secondly, I was sort of caught off guard that you would ask such a personal question with other people around. In a casual Um, setting. Yeah, in in that type of setting. Um, You said that you've been meaning to have this conversation with me, but you brought it up in front of other people that I didn't know. Um, so I was completely kind of caught off by the question and let's be clear. Like some people don't feel like politics is personal or they can discuss it anywhere. And I can do that. But one thing to know is that for some black people, it might be hard for them to do that because politics is so personal to us. Politics really dictates our body our whole lives in our existence. So like me going into why I am choosing or leaning towards choosing not to vote this election is hella personal. Um, So I was completely caught off by the the question, but I want to touch on it now because I'm sure that there are some folks out there 
who aren't going to vote or yeah. are feeling like they don't want to vote this election. Um, essentially, I'm going to sum it up by saying, cause I don't want this to turn into the Maya show. Cause it's not about that. Essentially how I feel about this election is that black people, it is, I understand why people still vote because our ancestors have died to get us to this point. Um, but I am at the point in my life where I'm starting to ask myself, is it worth it p- being morally inconsistent just to vote for a party that hasn't really contributed to any radical change for black people specifically? Right. Voting has created radical change and change in a lot of areas. How much of that was for black people specifically? How much of our change that we needed as people happened from us voting? That's so true. From us voting, not right. other people voting, us voting. And I'm just like, at what's the in it, What has it been in? What's been in it for us when we yes. vote? Yes. And incarceration, have, mass incarceration. Like, and I'm just at this point where I don't feel comfortable voting for either candidates. I feel like both are extremely harmful and have done extreme damage. Um, and I think it's okay for folks to not vote and find ways to disrupt the system outside of the system. Like the same way we say we need black DAs and we also need people on the ground disrupting from outside. Why is that not the same for voting? Okay. That's the part that I'm confused about. And also ain't no non-black person going to convince me, no non-black rich person going to convince me to vote. (laughs) Like, let's be clear, because you good either way. It don't matter who you vote for. <laughs> Essentially, y'all, I'm saying everything that I couldn't say yesterday because me and Mary Jane had talked and she told me to stay cool. Feel me? Um, but that's just how I feel. I will not. Yeah. Be, as of right now, yeah. I don't think I'm going to vote. Um, I just don't feel comfortable doing it. I feel like there's a lot of moral inconsistency about the things that I. So you feel like if you vote for Biden and Kamala that means you align with their politics. Like you align with like what they stand for. Not necessarily because I understand that people don't agree with 110% of what a candidate says. That is mm-hmm. rarely ever true. Okay. Um, but I think it's extremely morally inconsistent to be like abolish the system and vote for a prosecutor. Yikes. Okay. Like that is a major part of my like everything that I stand for and everything that I talk about is this system and getting rid of it. But vote for Kamala. <laughs> like, I, like for me, I just I'm having trouble with that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm doing my work. I'm doing a lot of reading, trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, but I also want to make clear that like, please stop shaming people for not voting. Please. They unless you're acting. Yeah. yeah, like unless you're actively doing something to make my life better. That's true. I'm a vote because I just cannot imagine life with Trump again. But I, yeah, I, I stand by your decision, like, and I stand by the, my friend's decision to vote. Not one black person has changed me from voting. I just want to make that clear. Not one Negro <laughs> changed me for voting. Just want to point that we out. Get it because we get it. Like, what has it done for us? And that's what I was trying to explain. And then I was also trying to explain, like, look, black people showed out for Obama and a lot of black people felt like he let them down. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that he could not do 
that's let's be clear because of the place that Congress was in and having a majority Republican. Like there were a lot of things that he could not do. But again, this is big fish. Two things can be true. He could have been not able to do a lot of things because of things outside of him. But he also could have let black people down. Look at that. How to <laughs> look at that. be true. Look, look at, at that. that. And it turned into she hate Obama. I don't hate that man. I don't hate that man. <laughs> I don't know him. I don't know him. <laughs> Sorry to that man. Sorry to that man. <laughs> um, but that plays a part in it too. Like we were taught that having black cops and having black lawyers and having black judges will really like do something. Cause we know someone, Oh my God. We know someone who recently just joined the police force and everyone's like, yeah, my man's is changing it from the inside. He's absolutely changing nothing. He's a roly. He's be doing clear. nothing. He is a foot soldier for the man, for the white man. <laughs> Let's be clear. They're not changing not a goddamn thing. Like, and the problem isn't good. having not having black cops. The problem is, get this, the system they are operating in. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not polite about that. I just wanted my non-voters to feel safe. Um, I'm not shaming you because you're not voting. Some people might. I am not. I understand both sides. I will keep you updated if I vote, though. Yeah, I'm curious. I will let you know. Um, Another thing confirmed. I don't want to spend too much energy on this because we've been new. Tory Lanez officially shot Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, we knew this. It was already official. We've been new. We've been new. Um. Child I, I have new thoughts about it. I don't. The people that are like, well, finally we got confirmation. We can cancel. When was there ever doubt? Yes. <laughs> in our mind uh, that he did not shoot Megan. We come on now. Someone got, like I said, someone got shot and someone got arrested for a gun charge. Make well, it one is two. It makes sense. Moving on. Keeping up with the Kardashians is ending. Okay. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I did you watch the show? Absolutely not. I went over to my grandma's house yesterday and she was like, Did you know Keeping Up with the Kardashians is ending? I was like, Grandma, you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians? She was like, No, it was on the news. I was like, This is newsworthy. <laughs> it was on CNN. It was newsworthy newsworthy, but okay. I mean, great. Awesome. What I'm, sure, I- I'm sure Chris is gonna do a spin-off with the grandchildren. This it's not over. Oh, yeah, it's not over. It's never going to be over with that family. That family, and I was just thinking about this after, like, after getting over my initial, thank God, um, I was like, damn, that family really shaped a lot of pop culture. Absolutely. Like, even the bodies that are in now, Absolutely. that was all due to Kim Kardashian's body work. Yeah. That's where that little waist weird looking butt thing came from that's wild and like that's in still like she really changed the game but i'm happy it's ending it's not really ending like we're gonna see more of this family i'm wondering though what does e-news look like the the e-channel look like without them um they already were they ended e-tonight um most of the events aren't happening for them to be on a red carpet um but keeping up with the Kardashians definitely got them a big paycheck. Mm. So I wonder what that looks like. Will E still be here? 
end of 2020. Probably not. Like, I don't even watch who watches E? Yeah, I don't even watch E. So exactly. <laughs> Carmen's like, what channel is that? Yeah, I got Netflix. So the Double XL freshman freestyles were released last week. Did you have any favorites? Did you, you like any that? of them? Did you watch them? No. Yeah. You know who I did watch last year's with Rico Nasty? Of course you did. But no, I didn't watch did. I didn't watch this year's. I only watched well, last year's. I didn't know everybody this year, but I did want to see Jack Harlow because Oh, that's my man's pots and pins. Yes, I do like Jack Harlow for some odd reason. I'm still not sure why. Um, so I went to see his and I saw somebody tweeted that I don't even know if I can say her name. Trigger warning, mulatto. Um <laughs> like am I allowed to, Are we say, allowed that? to say that? Yeah, know. like I don't is that a slur? I, I don't know. Um I know white people can't say it apparently because I asked. So y'all gotta yes. call her big lotto or call her M. I don't know. Um somebody had tweeted that she snapped, so I listened to it. Sis got busy. Carmen's like, I can't relate because I, I didn't can't, I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, I didn't watch no, it. No, this really got busy. I heard oh, on the, uh, do it cha- the Do It Challenge. I heard it on the Do It Remix. Her verse on the Do It Remix. Right. She did a really like good job. It? Yeah. And you you know her other song? I'm a real ass, rich ass bitch. From, from the, the South. South. Yeah, yeah. I do know that's, that one. That, that's also a hard song. I can see, I can see her like buzzing, bubbling a little bit. And people are already like starting to bring down Meg Thee Stallion because of it. Did you see that on Twitter? Like people no, like because because she has a good. I mean, you know how that goes. You know? I mean, you just know how it goes when there's like a new woman artist. You start tearing down the old ones. So people are like she's definitely better than Meg. She's what? prettier than Meg. What? I was like, can we all calm down? <laughs> what Twitter okay. do you be on? That don't be going on on my feet. Um, I was like, can we like calm down? Um, that's that's wild. What? That's really wild. And also, why can't? Remember the '90s when there were like six female rappers and that it was all, okay. and it was cool. Like, like everyone was cool with it. Can we just get back to that? How dope would that be if we had Nicki Minaj, Mulatto, Cardi, Megan, City Girls? Like, I love Rico Nasty. She's not famous, famous yet, but I'm gonna add her in there. Tara Whack, like all of them rapping at the same time and not being like torn down. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be cool? Women empowerment? Yeah, unfortunately. We but live in a I, cool society. Right. I encourage everybody to go watch Mulatto's Freshman Freestyle cover. Um, it was super, 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 super cool. And super, super dope. I didn't expect that. I didn't know she could spit. I thought it was very City Girls-esque. Um, but I was wrong. And I love that. You love that you're wrong? Yes, I love that. I love when people prove, prove me wrong. It's okay to be wrong. That's the, that's the moral of today. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> so this is not really a hot take. <laughs> or maybe it is for the people that don't follow me on Twitter. I hope none of you follow me on Twitter because I'm kind of a burner account. Um, am are I? You, <laughs> are you a burner account? You be feeling like, guys, I'm so hidden on Twitter. Are you? <laughs> like, you're not private. Like, I just feel like nobody could find me, but one Google, (laughs) you could. It's really... My face is on... It's fine. Um, I got dragged on Twitter. Do we want to use the word drag? I feel like that's giving them a lot of credit. Yeah, that is giving them a whole lot of credit. You got it. You you had some clout, though. 
<laughs> you do be having some clout on on your so-called burner twitter oh god it was funny so here's what happened and I, I, the reason i'm bringing this up i wouldn't consider this a hot take because obviously i'm not a celebrity but the reason i'm bringing this up is because i believe that it relates to the episode content of today today's episode which is soul ties um which we'll be talking about relationships and all that fun stuff so i was having a down day and my best friend, Richard, who lives in Canada, I guess, saw that I was having a down day. Because, you know, Twitter's my diary sometimes. Uh-uh. I was like, I'm sad, crying. Uh. You know how that be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, where are you? Send me your address. And I was like, what Like, what are you sending me? You live in Canada. like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> and he um, sent me ice cream. He Uber Eats. Is that is that a verb? Uber Eats did me? He Uber Eats. He oh. sent me ice cream through Uber Eats. That's um, and I tweeted, I, well, I messaged him. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, why can't straight men be like this? <laughs> and if you know me, I'm bashing men all day. Oh. It doesn't matter if I have a man or not. I am bashing men all day. Absolutely. Um, so I screenshotted our conversation and put it on Twitter. And my friend, um, who knew that I was kidding, and he knows my sense of humor, whatever, he retweeted it and he was like, that... Um, why aren't straight men like this is nuts and um his followers they was mad are you serious they was mad well maybe it's why straight men don't do you like that (laughs) (laughs) why are y'all so mad i was like y'all please everything is fine (laughs) i was like okay but one thing that um one of my friends tweeted because she responded. I didn't respond because, like, it's funny to me. Like, I don't know. Like, I know a lot of y'all. Like, I just retweeted it and just went about my day. Like, retweeted all the stuff that people were saying. Um, and my friend responded and was like, "It's just so interesting to me that men are mad about this tweet as if they have been the standard of like nice being nice to people and like treating women with respect and." doing nice things for women like let's not act like as a whole that is what y'all are known for right and also it was ice cream like it wasn't even that serious but it was just funny because everybody was like you know she gotta let that hurt go (laughs) she can't keep holding on she can't keep holding on to this if you want relationships to flourish like Relax, relax, guys. Maybe this is why she doesn't have a man. So I just thought it was funny. Um, It's not really a hot take, but it's a funny little anecdote before we jump into our relationships episode and whether or not I'm actually in a relationship and whether or not I have other people to send me ice cream. Wouldn't that be great? Yikes. All right. Soul ties. Here we go. Uh, So soul ties, open relationships, love, and monogamy. What do we think about it? What are soul ties? Do we believe in it? All and everything in between. So let's start with, I kind of want to start with, since the episode is called soul ties, I want to talk about that, how we can't like why we even called this episode soul ties and how I put you on to like the topic that is soul ties. So, Y'all know we watched The Shy. Shy, The Shy just sponsored us. Y'all know we watched The Shy and Papa, which is a boy that plays within the show, 
was telling his friend, they were talking to his friends about sex or whatever. And Papa's a preacher's kid and said to his friends, was like, you guys, you can't just have sex with anyone because it's a soul tie. You're bound to this one person for life. They have a piece of you. Um, you're They're mentally and physically taking up space in your head. And the boys go, oh my gosh, that's such a crazy thing to think about that someone is always going to have a piece of me. Um, and so it's like a reoccurring theme that happens at least on my Twitter feed, about whether soul ties is a hoax. It's just something that is attached to Christianity. It also has attachments to a purity culture. Um, this idea that virginity is the most valued for a woman um, and also hookup culture and whether that's, you know, toxic uh, for you or not. And yeah, that's that's all what's like soul ties is. It's the debate that like, Someone that you have sex with takes up that space in your head that you have, you're connected to them for life, basically, because you have connected as a flesh as one mm. thoughts. Do I believe in soul ties? Mm-hmm. Um, well, one, I am not religious. I just want to point that out. I am agnostic. Um, I don't believe in organized religion and I don't engage in organized religion. Carmen has a completely different experience and she will speak to that. Um, I, I believe in like the universe and things happening for a reason. And like you get back what you put into the air. Like I am very, very spiritual in that way. I do not believe in like a person being a higher power. Like, I, I don't believe in any of it. Um, so it's hard for me to believe in purity culture I'll, I'll i'll say that first okay um because i think that is very dependent upon religion yes um actually. and i don't rock with that at all and i don't rock with the whole pure thing like you having sex doesn't make you any less pure than somebody who's out there popping that pussy for everybody because i know a lot of virgins that i hate <laughs> <laughs> and that are I agree. good people. I agree. Um, so I don't, I pers- and also virginity is a social construct. Um, so I just don't agree with that. Do I believe in soul ties? I don't, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> because I have, oh, I, I am, I have had relations with folks that I don't think have taken anything from me. Um, like I don't feel like they're walking around with a piece of me at all. Um, and I've not had relations with folks and been like, wow, like this person has affected my life oh, and my vibe like so much, whether it was good or bad. Like that person like has like, has taught me a lot. Like I think about these people often just cause they had such a major impact on my life. Like there's this one guy specifically who I used to talk to and we've never did anything. We've never been on a date. Like we just used to talk and he has had one of the biggest impacts of my life and how I see men. Wow. To this day. That's an interesting take on like a different type of soul tie, like a time, a time tie. (laughs) That doesn't have a nice ring to it, but yes. Yeah. Huh. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And I still think about him. Like it has changed the way I think about him. Like, I don't think about him like, wow, I miss him. It used to be that like, wow, I could, I miss him as a person. Um, But I think about him like, wow, like he's really taught me X, Y, and Z. He's one thing that he really taught me was I cannot expect people to move on my time. I'm used to the type of men that approach me are real thirsty. 
real quick. They want things when they want it. And I think that rubbed off rubbed off on me where like when guys aren't thirsty and aren't being overly dramatic and like when am I when are we linking? Like, let's do this now. Da, da, da. Like I don't think that they're interested in me, which is not the case. Mm. And he didn't do that. Like he was very like slow getting to know me. And it taught me a lot about how I engage with men and the men that I attract. So, you know, I don't know I like, if I believe in soul ties or not. I like that take. I will say this. Um, although I love the Lord. You don't love God. What's wrong with you? Like, I love the Lord. Home dog, skillet biscuit. I will ride till those wheels fall off. That's my, come on, man's pots and pans. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is not to say that there are some things that I wrestle with. Wrestle? There are some things that I wrestle with within my religion. And they're obviously the very obvious ones that, you know, contradict with my personal morals. Um, one being with like homosexuality and purity culture. Those are the main two. There's like other ones, but like the ones I can think of right now, especially for the topic is that. Mm. And so I'll, I'll cut, I'll, I'll make this segment short that like um, on the religious aspect of it, there's this thing where I feel like I'm almost obligated to to think of it as a soul tie just because there's a verse in first Corinthians that say like, when you have sex with someone who you're not married to, like you become one in the flesh and that like the fact that like I was raised Christian and that like the strictness of the religion, like the rule following of the religion is like embedded in me is mm-hmm. that's the reason why I believe in it. Um, but as far as like being educated and learning that like therapy exists and all of these things that, that are very um, these healing measurements. So you don't have to feel like you're tied to one person. Mm. Exist is why mm, I, interesting. yeah, it, it's why my um, thoughts on it have changed. So like, I'm, I'm totally with you. Purity culture kind of trash. The fact that like women feel that the only value that they have in themselves is this like virginity. And then it's like you said, like, virginity is such a social construct that is only held for women. I don't agree with that. Um, But then again, there are some nuances with soul ties that like, yeah, when you do this very intimate act with them, it's, it's hard not to like, not to like not think about them all the time, but it's like, it's something you don't forget if that mm. So I think that it's. um, But you're in a relationship currently. So yes, I'm in a relationship with the phenomenal Kenneth Clark. Um, and yeah, we're in a very committed relationship. And I think even before we were dating, like when I was dating other people, I was in a committed relationships within those relationships, if that makes sense. I wasn't I wasn't um like dating around, which now that like in retrospect, I should not have been so closed off to like one person or I should have been like stayed in the dating phase and seen like what kind of person I like. It was more of like, Oh, you like me. I like you. Let's be committed. Um, and yeah, so that's to my younger self. I would not have like closed myself off like that, but I am happy where I am now. Um, and we are monogamous. So. Would you consider yourself a serial monogamous? Because you just said that you didn't really have a dating phase. Yeah, I'm a just... serial monogamous person. Okay, Boisha. Or how about you? What What is your... <sighs> this is, like, interesting. <laughs> I am not in a relationship. Um, I think that people assume 
rightfully so. I'm not saying that they assume wrong. They assume based off of the information that I put into the universe. Um, I think people assume a lot of the time that I'm in a relationship because when they see me complain about men, it kind of looks like I'm complaining about the same man. <laughs> Ooh. But I'm usually talking about different people. Um, so it kind of looks like I've been complaining about the same man for a long period of time. <laughs> Or like complimenting the same man for a long period of time. But I'm usually talking about different folks. Like I usually like have moved on. I am a serial dater in quotes. I am a serial talking stage person. Like I stay in the talking phase and rarely ever get out of it. Um, Sometimes to the fault of my own. Sometimes to the fault of the other person. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, I am not, again, currently in a relationship. There is somebody that I like and that is worth my energy. And we're sort of talking and figuring things out. And we've been talking and figuring things out for a little bit. Um, But we're not in a relationship. He actually doesn't believe in monogamy. Do you? Do you? (laughs) Um, I struggle with this. I think that people, here's what I think. I think that people should be monogamous if that's what they want. I don't think that it's something that we necessarily have to strive for just because we've seen that's how it's done. Like, I feel like people just want to be with people sometimes, not all people, but some people want to be with people just for the sake of being with people. And I don't think it should be like that. Like, if you genuinely want to be with one person and you love that person to death and that's what you want to do, cool. But, like, if you don't feel that way, don't try to force yourself to be monogamous. It's okay to not be monogamous. It's when you start lying about it and, putting, pe- yes, and putting people's health at risk that that's when it becomes Yes, yes. Um, so the person that I'm talking to now, like, that was one of the first texts that he ever sent me. With, was I don't believe in, mon- in monogamy. Like, it was, like, day two. And I was, like... <laughs> Thanks for telling me. <laughs> yeah, I was, You like, can't fault him for that. At least I know. I mean, he was, like, look, I don't, I'm, like, being very careful not to put his business out there. Um, because this show is about me and not about him. Um, but it's kind of hard not to do that when we are engaging. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was, like, I just want to get past the BS first. Like, I don't want us to get to know each other we like each other and then I have to put this on you and then it's just over. Like, so if you wanted to exit now, you can exit now before there's anything. He didn't say this at all. I'm really paraphrasing because this sounds really rude. <laughs> um, but if I wanted to exit now, I can do it before like shit got tough for me. Like I start liking you right. and I don't want to exit. And now I'm stuck not being monogamous. Um, so I do believe in monogamy. I don't think monogamy is what I personally need right now. Um, I think that there's a lot going on in my life. Um, I'm moving back to New York, so I'm still getting my house together. I'm studying to go back to grad school, working full time, now doing this. I don't think monogamy is what I necessarily need right now. Um, And then I also have like a lot of past relationship trauma that I have to work through before I bring somebody into my stuff. Do you feel like you... So my question is, do you want to be committed or the stage that you're in right now doesn't have room for a commitment um i don't want to be committed right now i cannot say that i won't feel this way in like three years right now i don't want to be committed because i want a dating stage 
I want to see what I like and what I don't like. A lot of my quote-unquote dating, I'm putting that in quotes because I felt like even though I've only ever been in one relationship, I still never had a dating phase because, like I said, I get stuck in the talking phase, and that's not dating. Um, I want to have a real dating phase where I can genuinely learn what I like and see what's out there. Like, there's always better out there, and I don't think that there's never not going to be somebody that's going to offer you what you're not getting, but I just want to see it all before I make a choice. And I probably won't see all of it, but like example, the person I'm talking to now, I did not know that non-homophobic, non-transphobic, educated in terms of like what's going on in our system, reads Angela Davis, like reads books about anti-capitalism. I didn't know black men like that existed. Literally. (laughs) Like, I literally didn't know they existed. And that is not like, there's gotta be more of you, right? Yeah. So like one, I I found one. That means I can find another that might be better than him. That's I hope he don't listen to this. (laughs) No, but it makes sense. Yeah. So like, I don't think that that's what I want right now. Will I want a commitment in three years? Maybe. And at that point, if him and I are messing with each other, then we'll have a conversation. And the conversation is probably going to be like, I still don't want commitment, but you do. So like you kind of answered my follow-up question which was what does a relationship and long-term commitment look for look like for you in your early 20s but basically there is it not. doesn't <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't like i'm just i'm moving a, around a lot like i'm moving around a lot and my i and i also have a lot of past trauma like a lot of past relationship trauma that follows me in my current situations like not even the one that i'm talking about right now just like all of the current ones right um yikes not all of the current ones like they're happening at the same time <laughs> we will cut that out um yeah and i just have to resolve that like i i have to so my other question to. is do you believe in soulmates you go first because i've been talking a there. lot Okay. I've been talking a lot. You go first. I don't believe in soulmates. Kenny, don't kill me. I believe I believe you make what you have work. Um, I believe you love yours. Um, I do think Kenny is like my one. Is he my soulmate? It's just hard to say that like I found my soulmate at my college. You know, like out of all the places, he lived in Pittsburgh, PA, you know? But um, so I think I'm just very pessimistic about soulmates given like my past relationships and, and especially like my first relationship. I was very like, this is my soulmate out of everyone that lives in DC. Like he's the one out of the world. He's the one. And then like when that ended, um, I was like, yeah, this is not a thing. Like you just make what you have work. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But like you have to, at the end of the day, it's hard to say like there's someone better this like in my in my like opinion if there's someone better there's someone better like as j cole said you're not gonna love anything until you love yours mm. until you love what you have until you make what you have work and me and kenny right now we like we work and we've been working for like going on four years now so i believe that like you you make what you have work and and then they 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 can become your soulmate. You know what I mean? I don't think right off the rip you see someone and you're like that's I can say you say that's the person I want to be with, but as far as like this is the person like God has designed you to to be with, that's mm, 
So I how believe do you- I make what it works. And then like as a unit, we are what God makes us to be. How do you know when it's no longer working though? I mean, because like me, you, you said make work and I know you don't mean like force it to work. Right. But like, how, but how do you know when it's no longer working? I mean, honestly, for like the first two years of our relationship, we signed a contract and we were just like, not a contract. No. I know. Am I spilling too much? But we signed We like wrote like a, a little contract that was just like, this is what I expect out of this relationship. <sighs> this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Um, and then we'll say like, here's some things that I see like that is reoccurring within you that I don't like. And by this month or whatever, I expect to see like change behavior. What? Yeah, we used to do that. We don't have time for it right now, but like we really used to like write a contract and be like, and if there are, and if there are things in this contract that aren't fulfilled, like then we, we re-examine this relationship and see if, if this is even going to work anymore. And like we're in a long distance relationship. So it like kind of worked for us but yeah we had a contract like it's obviously not binding it's just like obviously you can get out whenever you feel like getting out but it's just like it was it was nice to have something to like look back to to be like okay are these things working are they not working so that's what i mean like that's that's for me and our relationship each relationship is different and our relationships we would look back to that and be like is this working for us yes no if it's not do we still want to do this? Yes. No. If it is, yes. Can we fix it? So we're not talking about the same thing over and over again. I, I, uh, whew, that's, I think the word contract threw me off, but that is how you should move in any relationship, right? Like yeah. I expect, we both expect this. Are we both getting this? We both don't want X, Y, and Z. Let's ensure we're not doing that. And if we are, let's reevaluate like, A, what we can change doing? it. And if we can't change it, what are our next steps? I think the word contract <laughs> just threw me for the biggest loop. Yeah, but that no, is how you. Should I don't know what else. I don't know what else to call it. But like, yeah, we call it a contract. I hate that. But do I? Uh, do I think that soulmates exist? Yes. Do I think that they only exist in the form of like your partner or significant other? No. Like my oh. soulmate could be my best friend. Okay. And I also don't think that you can only have one. I think that there can be multiples or none. Like you could like the person could be out there and you never meet them and never engage with them. Um, so I do, I do believe in soulmates, but I believe that they can take different forms, forms. of my friends. Like I, I would consider my best friend, Jenny, a soulmate. I would consider Devin a soulmate, but like I would never date them. They're not my type at all. Um, <laughs> and I, and those are multiple soulmates. Will I ever find the relationship form of my soulmate? Maybe not. And I'm okay with that. So you like, believe, okay. So you believe that soulmate, soulmates can take to, okay, I can go with that. Yeah. I can yeah. Go and, with that. and there's a chance that you might never meet yours, which is That's sad so for some people. For some people it is. Cause for some people, like they really, their main goal in life is to be married to their soulmate. And I'm not like knocking that. But it's but like, like out of the, the billion million people in the world, there's like, I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a chance that you will never meet yours. Is yours even is in America? Is yours in New York? Is mine in, like... That's what I'm saying. So, obviously, you would say that you're in love, correct? Yes. I, and how I long, love how- him, y'all. <laughs> I love him. I know him. You and Kenny have been together for like four or five years now, right? Four years this October. Whew. Yeah, it's real. It's getting real. 
How did you? Oh, I have, I have two questions. How did you know that you loved him for real? And who said it first? Okay. I'll say who said it first, first. So Kenny said it first. Um, yeah. And I, I knew that I like loved him when we were like friends. Um, so we were friends first and then I don't know, just got to a point where we were spending more time than like friends should together. And it was not like we were doing anything. It was just like, we're watching Narcos. We're like, it was just like, uh, I don't know. Like, you know how your cat is with you all the time. Just like your friend, your friend is not with you that much. You know what I mean? So like we would with the, with the time, like we would just talk more and like, I would just share things that like, I wouldn't share with everyone. Um, even like some of my closest friends, like there are things I like just didn't share. And it's just because he was like present. And I feel like consistency is really important for me. Like the thing is like, and also showing up. So mm. if you're consistent and like, I say, I need you to do something and you follow through, or I, I need you to physically be someplace and you're like physically present. I don't know why, but like that just is, that means those something. Are, that like, that's like really means something to me. So for him, for me to like share things that I, I wasn't comfortable with, sharing that like my insecurities my vulnerabilities for him to be like so nonchalant about it and just like that like unconditional like Mm. love I I like knew then and there like yeah I love this man like I I think it was just for him to like love me unconditionally and take what I was saying to him like nothing it just it was like also a confirmation of like wow this is probably what like god does for for people like loving us unconditionally no matter what and so like and and him being very for us to be on the same page as far as a religion is important too like right i couldn't be with someone who won't go to church with me you know what i mean which 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 was a major problem in my past relationships which is why they don't exist now so all of that i mean and the thing is and if you're not religious you should probably be with someone who is either like-minded or you know what i mean like it's just good to be with someone who's like-minded um yes and so, yeah, I knew I knew I loved him very early on. So when he said it first, did you say it back then or you, you weren't ready then? I said it back. Yeah, it was very Ooh. seamless. Yeah, I think it was something that was known, but like we just had never said it. I haven't been in love in a very long time. So this all feels like I've never been in love ever. Like it feels very foreign. <laughs> hey, it feels very foreign. It feels foreign to me sometimes too. So you would never do an open relationship never because i'm in one now the thing is open situation i wouldn't call it a relationship we're just open i like i couldn't imagine myself like giving the effort to another person because for me it's like i'm i'm really i'm a person who likes to get to know you like i need to like know you Mm. and i i can't just like yeah it's really and it's really hard to start new friendships like i'm not this is going to sound really bougie, but I'm not really into like making new friends. And when we I know. do, okay. <laughs> when I do, when I do make new friends, it's like, I can't give my, I'm not willing to give my time because if it doesn't work, it's going to really hurt my feelings. You know what mm. I mean? So new friends is just something that's not for me. Cause I try to protect my time, my energy, my space, all of that. What I'll say about open situations is I've been in one before. This is not my first time. Somebody being like, would you be open to being open? <laughs> um, my first one was not authentically 
open. It was one of the most traumatic experiences of my life that I'm not going to get into this episode. We will have an episode on trauma. We will discuss it. But why is because he never told me one that he had a girlfriend until oh, so you we were, were hoodwinked into an open relationship. Yes. Okay. And ooh, his girlfriend called him while we were together and I heard her on the phone. She was like, where are you at? And I, I, I knew the tone of voice. She was hoodwinked into an open relationship. She knew, but she, here, well, let's continue the story. Okay. She was like, where are you at? And I knew the tone of voice. I was like, that's his girlfriend. Cause I've been that girl. I've been that girl. So as soon as I heard the tone of voice, I was like, that's his, that's his girlfriend. And he was like, what? You know how dudes do that when they're trying to think of something to say? He said, what? She's like, you heard me. Where are you at? And he was like, all right, man. Like I heard this whole combo. Like I hear her clearly on the other side of the phone and he hangs up. He I guess he up. had he hangs up. I guess he had his location on. She calls back. I lived in Bushwick at the time. You're in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So I guess what happened was he explained to her that he wanted to be open. She didn't like that. So he's open. She is Egypt. not. She's not. And doesn't want to be. But it's quote unquote fine with him being open. I put it in quotes because obviously she's not, not fine. Right. Otherwise, she wouldn't be blowing up the phone. Um, and he didn't tell me that it was an open situation until after we had already did the thing. And I was like, so that was very traumatizing for me. Um, the whole situation, the whole relationship was traumatizing. And again, we'll get into that later. Um, so having gone from that into a, one where it's very open in the beginning um, I'm fine doing it. Does not mean, does not mean that everybody will get the same level of attention from me though, because I'm, I'm very similar to you with like, that's a lot of energy right. to be like giving somebody my full self. Um, and it does not mean that I will be having sex with the other people that will right. be in my relationship. Um, cause that I not doing it. Um, I th- there are people that do, and I think different types of openness works for different types of people, but I personally will not be throwing around this WAP to every person that I see. <laughs> That's just not going to work for me. Um, so how I look at it is like, whoever I choose to be open with, that isn't the person I'm currently talking to. I expect them to give me what he isn't giving me. Oh, Does that make sense? So you use other people to fill whatever he's not giving me like he that's right? some real uh inward stuff <laughs> no it's not no it's not here's why no it's not no it's not so example the person I almost said his name the person that i gen that whew, we would have bleeped that out the person that i am engaging with now i actually really like him i haven't liked somebody in a very long time i like him and i also have a certain level of trust with him okay. um and I really enjoy his presence. Like that is somebody that like I'd want to be around. Um, he doesn't want to be around people all the time. He's like very introverted. So I need somebody else that's just gonna give me attention while he while he's in his little mood. Okay. <laughs> Carmen hates this. But the reason why, the reason why this isn't typical nigga shit, because that's what she wanted to say. <laughs> um, because I'm honest about it. Like, if okay, we're talking, yeah. I'm telling you, like. I am engaging with other folks. And here's the other thing. Nine times out of 10, when you enter a talking phase, 
that person is also engaging with other folks because it's a talking phase. Right. Right. So like, I'm just being honest. If there's a two way street of honesty, like it's not like you're okay. We're in a committed relationship, but I'm going to fulfill the things that you're not. I I get what you're saying. As long as it's it's, like honesty. And I don't even consider like, I don't like using the word open relationship because I don't even think him and I are even in the place to be in an open relationship yet. Okay. Like, I don't, I wouldn't even call it that. He just literally said, I'm, I don't believe in monogamy. I believe in open situations, open relationships, whatever. But the word relationship makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> That's why I'm trying not to use it. And we're also just still getting to know each other. Okay. Like, it's been like three months, two so, months, whatever. So I consider that dating. Yeah, I wouldn't use that word, though. <laughs> you wouldn't use that word? <laughs> I don't like that word. So it's word. more than dating, less than relationship. No, I wouldn't even say that. I would say that. It's just a whole another thing. It's it's a whole like what we have is like I don't even want to say what we have that shit sounds really weird I'm very I'm very for those who don't know I'm really picky about the words that I use because if it sounds like I'm being vulnerable or intimate I don't want to use it so like that's why I'm like really struggling to find vocabulary for this because I really don't like talking about my feelings I don't like talking about who I'm engaging with so this is a very hard episode for me oh we um, love it gross <laughs> we love it yeah I, I I don't like this at all actually um <laughs> I like I'm, I want to hang up um <laughs> no I wouldn't say that it's dating I would literally say we're we're talking <laughs> I'm done. Okay. No, no but the I, thing is, if it were the the thing is, if it works for you, it works for you. Like case study. Can we do that? Do we have time yeah. for a case study? Yeah, 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 yeah. Entanglement. Entanglement. Will. Will. I'm in an entanglement. That's okay. the word. I okay. am entangled. But there's not another person. I don't think. I don't know. Um, I am entangled because I'm confused. <laughs> do you think? I'll always preface with we don't know these people. But do you think Will knew there was an entanglement and was okay with it? Like, because they were, like, separated and he was just mad that it got out? Yeah, I really do. I really feel like when August was like, I have issues with this. When August was like, I had a conversation with that man um, and he gave me his approval. I think he dragged it. I don't think that Will necessarily approved or disapproved because they weren't together. I think, And that you can even approve? Yeah, because it's... Jade, like Jada said, that's one thing I agreed with that she said. She was like, only I can approve anything um, when it pertains to me in this WAP. She didn't say WAP, but you know but what you I'm get, saying. You get the vibes. Yeah. Um, I do think that August had a conversation with him. I don't think Will was like, yes, I approve. I think August had a conversation with him on some like, I was around your family as a friend and out of respect, I feel like it's important for me to tell you that I am now around your family as whatever they An were. entanglement. Yeah. And like I think it's respectful and important for me to tell you that the dynamic of our Given relationship that has changed. You're still in the family. Yes. That's what I personally think. I have no make this very clear for the researchers. <laughs> I have no evidence to back up my claim. <laughs> this is my personal <laughs> opinion. Thank you. Yeah, you that's really what gotta- I think. <laughs> Cause yeah. people be like wilding, like they're gonna be like Maya has said. I I I no. August did not tell me this. Right. <laughs> like we don't know these I, people. We, we are speculating. This is what we do. Um, yeah, that's what I personally think. But that's happened. like I'm, I'm sure. Like in in a world, if my hypothesis is right, maybe they were honest about that, and it was like you know what, do what you have to do on your side of the of the mansion, and and don't don't let it come to the light of day, and don't let it come to me. And another thing that really had me walling was like the amount of people that was dragging Jada 
And I'm not, this is not a judgment on whether the way Jada moves is right or wrong, but that is how your man currently is moving. Do you keep the same energy in your household? Wait, Will's moving with somebody else? No. Oh. The amount of people that were dragging Jada for like being in a marriage still, but they were separated and being entangled, I hate that word, with August. Like that's foul, that's messed up. How could you do that? Especially when August was sick. Again, not making a judgment on whether what she did is wrong, but do you keep the same energy in your house? Oh, you mean for the people judging, right? Yes, when your partner is moving sideways. Yikes. That's all I want to know. It's a read. Because, hmm. like, let's not act like she she wasn't moving like future. And y'all be hyping future. Please. Oh, wow. Please. Wow. That man is actually praised. Toxic. The most toxic Scorpio I've ever met in my life. I've never <laughs> met Future. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Can we talk about that? <laughs> I never met that man a day in my life. Oh, shout out to Future. Shout out. Oh, but yeah, like, don't do that. There's a double standard with, like, women and how they move in men. And I don't like that. Yeah, and, and that, again, that is that's not the whole thing with this episode. It's just like one, there's the double standard, and and two, it's just really murky waters. It really depends per person about relationships. Yeah, because like even discussing soul ties, the point of this episode, like, are people saying that only women can be soul tied, like when they're having sex, or do they believe that men can feel the same way? Because it looks like from the outside looking in that Jada is not soul tied, but August. Ooh, yeah. I think it goes both ways. Like both parties can be soul tied. Like the the video that's circulating is with this guy. His name's Pastor Todd. He's very famous for this um book called Relationship Goals. And um it talks about how like both parties take up space within each other when you have these soul ties and that hookup culture is um toxic and 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 just I guess not good i don't know i don't have a really good vocabulary for it but he's basically he was saying hookup culture messes with your mind and that you that like monogamy is the way to go and furthermore like as far as sex goes it happens within a marriage um that way oh. you're not like you know Lord. giving the wop to everybody and it's to your husband and all that other stuff let me tell you do you do you how do you feel about hookup culture I think to each his own. Like I'm not about to, if like hookup culture is for the people who want to. Wow, this is gonna sound really bad, and I can't find another word for it. So if I do, we'll edit it. But for people who want to shop around, um, so to each, I don't think that sounds bad at all. Okay, yeah. So hookup culture is for people who want to shop around. Is it for me? No, it's just like that type of energy. I can't do that. Like I physically could not bring myself to do that. Um, but for people who do want to do that and they consider people who consider it shopping around, um, and hold it to that standard, that's for them. But I can't, I just, for me, I can't weigh that on my, my energy as a Pisces. I just need to know a person, you know? Yeah. Pisces love, Pisces love a good relationship. Um, I don't think me, 
and I know for some people this is going to sound like a contradiction because I said that I'm doing open, but mm-hmm. I want to repeat that just because I'm open doesn't mean I'm throwing this thing around because I'm not. Um, I don't think I could do it either. It's mostly because having relations with folks takes a lot out of me. Like it is not something fun for me the first time around. Um, Cause I'm like, like I think anything with somebody for the first time isn't going to be fun. Like it's going to be kind of awkward. Like I'm going to be nervous. Like I'm going to be slightly insecure depending on who you are. Like I have past sexual traumas that pop up. So like my first encounter with you isn't going to be enjoyable for me nine times out of 10. Mm. Like I need a couple of more (laughs) with you to like get used to you, to learn your body for you to learn mine or even to just to learn you for me to be comfortable enough to even want to do that with you. So when I think of hookup culture, I kind of think of like one night stands, which is probably false to make that equivalency. But I just think of folks that are like, oh yeah, I'll hook up with you. And then I'll hook up with this person. Like I need a few encounters with you to like enjoy myself, to build, like feel comfortable around you. Um, Like at least five um <laughs> to be specific <laughs> yeah like so I, I i just can't bring myself to like hook up with different people yeah, one time it's just me personally yeah it's, yeah like, and, I I'm just, not, and the thing is if you feel convicted by what i'm saying and our our feelings on hookup culture that's for you to figure out but like i just can't it's just too much but also like that's not to say that i don't I, I'm not, I want to, like, I'm not saying I don't believe in hookup culture. Like, I don't think it should exist. I'm saying I'm not partaking in it. Right. Like, I don't slut shame. And I don't think that slut or hoe should be a negative word or have a negative connotation. Like, y'all throw it around how y'all want to throw it around and I support y'all. I personally keep the cookie jar on lock. Yeah. Agreed. That like I me, said, to, to, each, to each his own, if that is... How yeah. you how you move? Like I have friends that are I have friends that are never monogamous and engage in hookups regularly. And we talk about it and I support it and I live vicariously through them because sometimes I'm like, dang, I wish I could do that. Like I wish I had the confidence or like the emotional strength to do it. But I don't. And maybe I'd be less stressed if I did. Really? Like I don't just know. talking about it just makes me stressed. Just the thought <laughs> of like doing like I just I don't know, but to each is if you if you do that to each his own power to you. Power to you. We love to hear your thoughts. Comment down below on our podcast. Is that a thing? Can you comment down below on the podcast? If we use this clip, yes. <laughs> so, in general, soul ties. Um, whether we think that having sex with somebody really does mean you leave pieces of you with them when you're done. And that every time you hook up with somebody or have sex with somebody, you leave pieces of you with that person. Do you believe that? This is our sink or swim. Cell ties. Sink or swim. Okay. I, I'm i going to say swim with a few nuances. I don't like that the fact that it's so heavy that they have this piece of you. But I, I do think that like there is an intimacy there that can't be broken. That like when you see them, that's probably something that you're going to recount. Does that make sense? And that I I am saying that with the right therapy, you don't have to feel connected to that person. So that's my take. It's a no for me. I'm a sink. I feel like one, Carmen brought up a good point. She said the word intimate. I don't think I've been intimate with 
99% of the people that I've had sex with. Cause okay. I think that there's a difference okay. for me, for me personally. Um, and I also don't think that half of them have a piece of me. Um, I think that one or two do, and it has nothing to do with the sex. It has a lot to do with the dynamic of our relationship and like what happened outside of the sex actually. Um, and again, to, to reiterate my earlier point, um, there are folks that I've never had sex with that I think have had the biggest impacts on, on my life and how I view love. And I think that they have a piece of me and they still, I don't want to say mess with me, but they still affect me and I still think about them a lot more than I'd like to, especially considering we both um, deal with other people folks now like i would rather not think about you um i just think it has nothing to do with sex i think we put way too much power on sex mm-hmm. um and that doesn't mean that sex doesn't have power i think that it does but in terms of how you i don't want to put my foot in my mouth for me in terms of how i'm intimate with folks and how much they get from me sex does not have a lot to do with that got you like I, I have a wall, a big one, and it's so easy for me to put it up and take it down. So I can have sex with you, not be vulnerable, not be intimate. Um, and then there are folks that I can do that, and you get me crying during sex. That's vulnerable, intimate. That's and what sex. I love about this show is that there's so like very two different perspectives. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Cause I feel like even, even if you were to like, get me to that point that like, there has like a wall has to be down. You know what I mean? For you to like, fair, you know what I mean? For for me to even get to a point where I want to do that, where I want to have sex is just like, there has to be a level of like vulnerability automatically for you to get. Oh, interesting. No, no. I've only been vulnerable one time with somebody that I've had sex with Hmm, once. That's interesting. Yes. I would love to hear other people's thoughts on this. And he knows, which makes me uncomfortable because he knows who he is. <laughs> like, he, he knows that he's the only one. So when he hears this, he's going to know that, you're talking that it's him. him. Yeah. Ugh, is this how celebrities feel? Okay, fame. Okay, clout. Come through. <laughs> and bring the followers with you. Literally. So I can get this engagement. This was a very uncomfortable episode for me. Same. I feel like we're gonna have a lot of these. Like I feel like we That's the point. Awkward laugh through a lot of this. Like, we please don't really get this confused. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a genuine laugh. We are uncomfortable. This is about to be on the air. I'm glad don't we think talked about, about it. it though. I'm really glad we talked about it. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about it too. This is therapeutic. It really was. And I really enjoy like the different takes on it because I don't I think like we do I don't think we're disagreeing per se, but we do have different perspectives, which makes it a really nice conversation. Yeah. And I went through the entire episode without saying his name. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. This was an uncomfortable talk, but I really found it therapeutic and I think it's going to help other people too. Yeah. I just really want people to not feel ashamed about whatever they're doing in their love life, whether that's an open relationship, whether that's absolutely nothing whether that's monogamy Um, but I especially want the folks who don't believe in monogamy or don't want to do that right now like that's fine like there's nothing wrong with that live your best life just stay healthy yeah that's really all we ask for just stay healthy 
Um, and there's no, I don't think there's any like right way to do it. It just depends on what your situation is. And put you first. Literally. That's Please my rule. put you first because these niggas will put themselves first. Oh, I think that's that not a- hurt. No, I think that was the best way to end this episode. Yeah. Episode three, it's a wrap. Thank you, Carmen. Thanks. <laughs>